Yikes. I'm already on a roll. Let's uh, go. To, to, to Samuel Adams Beers in. Coming to you from the we <laughs> kick the ass of the team that makes the Sam Adams beer, but can't take care of business against the Angels, who can't pitch for the life of them. It's the Sons of Honarchy podcast with your hosts, Steve-O, at Drunk Shy Sox fan on Twitter. And Hot Take Tommy and it's un- unbelievable. I literally went out for drinks before this, and I am more sober than you, who just, you just got out of class, like, minutes ago, got out no, of class. No, you're not more sober than me. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> I am! I'm literally... I touch my am. nose, touch my nose, oh my touch gosh. my nose. Like, I'll walk in a straight line for you. I'll do it. I'll do it right now. <laughs> Make sure you stay tuned for all of the talk that we have about the White Sox today. And all of this is brought to review. you by us. <laughs> all of this is brought to you by us. Please rate, subscribe, review. Um, Car- your favorite four-star podcast. You already know. You already know your favorite four-star podcast. Cart, horse, whatever order you want to do it. Um, we're doing it live uh, over the Zoom airwaves. Speaking of favorite four-star podcasts, I do have to say we got a shout out. We did indeed from one. I like Alex that. Salazar, Cheers uh, to you, sir, who retweeted one of our uh, m- more recent podcasts and said, what was check these guys out. Best four star podcast. Winking face. <laughs> so true. So thank you, Alex. Um, I'm not sure if it came in the mail to him yet, but I sent him a sense of honor. Kikuzi like last week, like last Friday. So hopefully Good it's shit. getting there soon if it hasn't gotten there yet. Yeah, I know well, USPS is a little back. I was about to say you're gonna send it over USP. This ain't no FedEx situation. No, no, <laughs> we're not, we're not on a FedEx budget, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so if you like for us to be on a FedEx budget, please donate in some way, shape, or form. Free yeah, beer find, at the ballpark works. Yeah, works too. I was about to say, find a way to donate to us. Best way to do that is just find us and give us money, because. <laughs> <laughs> we have or, no other channels available to you to do so <laughs> or beer at the ballpark that works too beer at the ballpark is a fantastic way to support us except i need to be at the ballpark in order to get dude yeah which apparently you went to the ballpark this week and i didn't hey what is this i think it's a blue moon my 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 how the turntables have turned indeed. I I had a great time up in this up in the stands. I saw the only dub against the Showtime Angels. Uh, he went it's like true. over five or whatever. The Mike Troutless <laughs> Angels. Exactly. They were uh, good enough to beat us two out of three games. So go figure. But uh, I got to see the Lucas Giolito return game. Good uh, good shit out of him. Couple of. Uh, Long balls, one very long yeah. fly <laughs> that bro with the peace sign. Eloy oh, Jimenez our saved guy. our lives. As long as he doesn't all injure heart himself. Attack. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> How many times did you watch it to see if his shoulder popped out for a second? Because uh... So I wasn't able to watch the game. <laughs> uh, but that being said, I was like following. I was I had to type a paper for grad school. So I was listening to it on the radio. And it was like, oh, amazing catch at the wall by a boy. You know, one Casper's voice that I'm trying to <laughs> imitate, but I did a terrible job of. I was like, oh, God, at the wall, really? And then I go and check White Sox group chat that I'm part of. Um, and Carrie, 
our good friend at that baseball fan was Happy like Yoan McCoy. Yoan That made me laugh. Um, which, speaking of which, to our Jewish friends that listen to the podcast, happy Yom Kippur. Um, but Carrie says, Carrie says, oh, my God, I just had a heart attack. Never again, oh, boy, please. <laughs> so what were your thoughts seeing it? Uh, yeah, so, of course, of course, I was up getting a beer. And I, I, (laughs) so I, I saw it the way that everybody at home saw it. I, I look up as I'm, as I'm purchasing and it's Aloy like running into the fence. I was like, here we go again. Well, first I was like, yo, Gio gave up another long ball. And then I was like, oh shit, that's left field. Oh shit. That means it's Aloy. Oh shit. He's on the ground. All turned out well, but like, you know, remember when we was, he was coming back from injury originally. And everyone said this was the sports talk in all of Chicago. When he, the week he came back, he said, everyone said DH only DH only no other options are available to him. Me, me and Herb Lawrence, both are the avoid hashtag avoid to DH club. Like, I mean, you guys are the headliners, but you're yeah. not the only ones. That's the oh, thing. No. Like, it was rampant. a lot of people. Some people were just saying, like, he doesn't need a glove anymore. Like, sell it on eBay. He's not going to need it in the in the dugout. Just eBay, don't let him huh? touch. Yeah, I mean, you are you are, are you my sex summer, <laughs> dude? I if anybody's going to turn a major profit off an alloy used left field glove from alloy. It would be my sock summer. He'd be turning a major oh, profit. Most definitely. <laughs> he knows the eBay market. He's got a corner. I don't know how he. Yeah, he's like he doesn't. Need it. I mean, shit. You, it, you. Everybody's got their hustle. Everybody's got their hustle. That's right. <laughs> no, I um, I didn't, I didn't like that play. Uh, it turned out fine, but I didn't like it. Uh, I think we can all agree. Mind you, you know, everybody who said DH only. What did I say? I I was out here saying, you know, I might agree with you. I might, but I know what's going to happen. And we're watching it. He's playing left field just about every day. Yep. And making plays. I mean, mind you. He's been solid. I'm not going to like solid enough. I mean, not like something to... That's like gold. He's not gold club worthy. I know that. No, he's not like Jose Abreu at first, but, you know. um, Okay. But no, I was, uh, you know, a boy out and left. I mean, here's the thing. What are you going to do? DH the guy at age, what is he, 25 now? 24, 25? He's younger than us. Right. <laughs> it, it, it's just not, yeah, it's not feasible. Not yet. Um, that's the unfortunate part of it. Um, until someone comes up out of the system, and right now we don't have anybody in the system. Your best option right now is Gonzo. Love the guy. Love the guy. Not the <laughs> he raked in Schaumburg caliber. <laughs> he raked in Schaumburg, baby. Yeah, he's a Schaumburg legend. <laughs> Schaumburg Boomers, <laughs> aka White Sox uh, travel squad. What are they AKA, called? Taxi squad. Aka never deliver your beer. Aka. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Talk about a bone to pick. But anyway, um, since the last time we recorded, the White Sox. 
faced up against the Red Sox, right? Mm-hmm. And not only won the first game because we recorded after the first game, but they won two out of three, baby, against the most likely playoff team. You know, like on the cut, you know, they're, they're, oh, you're right. It's Toronto. I don't know. Well, first, let me ask you this. And this is a non White Sox related question. Who do you think the wild card team is going to be? Well, I, I, I'm going to stick to my guns from like a month ago or a month and a half ago and say that uh, Boston's still going to win the division. And I'm really scared of them in the playoffs. <laughs> um, not. At yeah, all. How did that one work out? <laughs> Yeah, they they kind of look like booty butt cheeks. I'm I'm not gonna lie, um, but <laughs> I who's gonna get out of that division? I mean, if you're talking about you mean who's it, gonna get the wild card? Because we all know that Tampa Bay is Tampa Bay is running away with it. So that's that's locked in stone. But that, that's what I'm trying to say is like who's getting out of that division? You're talking Tampa Bay's running away with it, and then you got your two wild cards are both coming out of the East. They're not. Sorry, Seattle. I'm. Sorry, bro. It's just not happening. Um, and sorry, Oakland A's, you know, love you guys. Uh, not this year. Um, you've been a very faithful wild card prediction. Um, however, comma, <laughs> I think the East has got you. And I'm talking about getting hot at the right time. And that is your Toronto Blue Jays. I mean, bro, uh, Vlad Jr. is out here pretending like he's MVP, even though Shohei Otani is going to run away with it. Like <sighs> Vladdy's out here, like for real, for real batting like three thirty-five with doubles and dingers for days. You know, that'll work. That'll definitely work. Um, and Robbie Ray with his Cy Young, like, yeah, I mean, you've got stuff, arguably the pass. best, arguably the best pitcher in the AL and yeah. arguably the best position player in the AL are on the same team. Yeah. And they're leading. Yeah. I mean, right now it's, I mean, and that's Marcus the thing. Simeon, you know, so <laughs> I mean, right now the wild card game, the season were to end right here, right now, nine 24 PM. I don't know if either of these teams are actually even playing right now, but Toronto and Boston are your wild card teams and they yeah. have, uh, Boston's played two more games than Toronto has one more win and one more loss. So they basically are even with each other. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a hundred percent real with you. I know that the Yanks and Oh, by the way, the other team being the Yankees coming out, I, I, I think the Yankees are still better than Seattle and the A's, even though they're on a slide. Um, and mm-hmm. I loved their and their half rate. That's the I crazy thing, it, dude. Right now, they are half a game after losing all those games. The Yankees lose. <laughs> losing seven straight. Yeah. No, they're half a game back of Boston and Toronto for, for the last wild card spot. It's so, it's like they, they don't belong. Like, <laughs> they don't, because of their play recently, they don't belong there, but they're, they're there and they're good enough to be there. Um, they dude, are, they're, they're, they're talented is, as hell. Pitching is so sus though. Like it just, it the just bullpen. Is. The funny thing is like where they dumped the money into in the bullpen is not performing. And then <laughs> the big thing is staying healthy every year for them. They got a lot of guys who can slug the baseball and a ton of health issues. So 
and Anthony Rizzo. You know, that's a health issue um, in and of itself. <laughs> COVID. <laughs> Sorry, I had to go there. Uh, Get your Fauci actually, damn it. Well, here, here we're out here talking about playoff p- picture, right? Um, yeah. And I don't mean to, you know, ask a leading question, but uh, I believe you had a bone to pick. Is that correct? Oh, man. I might have a couple bones to pick, but you know what? We'll start with this one. I got a bone to pick. All right. So my God almighty, I'm uh, here's the problem. I started. Uh, I found this article on White Sox Facebook, which is never a good place to start. <laughs> if you are part of any White Sox Facebook groups, I commend you. If you check them regularly, you might have like a mental health problem. Um, (laughs) It's just like the worst baseball takes alive. Like I'm just like always floored by it. But that's, you know, it's not White Sox Facebook that I have a bone bone to pick with today. It is the one, the only Bleacher reports. Okay. So first and foremost, like if there's an award for bad, like the worst journalism in quote unquote reputable, um, (laughs) reputable sources, Bleacher Report might be out ESPN. Well, I think in my brain, it goes uh, first place for the worst uh journalism is like either a toss-up for bleacher report or espn and then uh second are we counting barstool on this barstool barstool is not journalism steve um let's let's make that very clear that's not journalism uh that's bro in his basement um and second place so those guys are tied for first bleacher report and espn Second place is New York Post Sports. So, like, if you're below them as far as journalism goes, you're not doing great. Oh, geez. Paul <laughs> Sullivan also wouldn't make the list, but not he, not here to just rag on journalists. Okay. I'm yeah, here to let's rag on tear down the media article, specific <laughs> article from Bleacher Report. I'm going to call out who wrote it. I don't even know who this guy is. Brandon Scott. Brandon Scott, he has a Twitter bio here. I'm going to look him up really quick. Oh, 404, error. Can't, it got an error 404 that it can't lead me to his Twitter account. So that's great. Um, So I'm going to start by reading the portion on the Chicago White. You know what? Yeah, I'm going to start by reading the portion on the White Sox. It says, this is a team limping its way into the postseason, but the talent is undeniable. Lance Lynn just returned from the injured list with a right knee inflammation and pitched five strong innings against the Red Sox. The shortstop Tim Anderson should be returning this week. The White Sox starting pitching is dangerous with Giolito out with a strained hamstring or sore hamstring, strained hamstring. Yeah. Lynn, Rodon, Cease. Lineup is as good as anyone's, but the White Sox are by far the worst fielding team of the likely three division winners. Here's my thing. All of those topics meshed together made absolutely no sense. Um, If this team is limping into the playoffs now, what were we doing when Luis Madrigal before we traded him, Yasmani, Eloy, 
and even Adam Engel, right? I mean, this this team was beyond limping in the, you know, basically early to mid portion of the season. Yeah, especially they're way lit- stronger. Lit- literal limps, literal limps. They're, yeah. they're way stronger right now mm-hmm. mm. when it comes to health. And on top of that, Giolito's just, he, he's going to be fine. He's going to be ready to go by, you know, late September, early October. Lance Lynn looked amazing on Sunday. I was there at the oh, game. Yeah, he, he, he was electric. Five very, very strong innings. The only disappointment of that outing is that he didn't go any further, but that's mm-hmm. okay. He's on a limit. You know, October's coming. Um, Rodon is on an innings limit, and we all know why. Um, but he'll be ready to go in October. We all know it. I, this team isn't limping. I know the no. record. If anything, point to the record to say that they're limping maybe, but like 500 ball club. There you go. Got to be a 500 ball club. Bring a jacket. Um, <laughs> but that being said, that is stupid. Like, do some research on this team. If you're going to claim that they're a division winner, at least know a little bit about this division. Um, And then they have the White Sox getting bounced by Houston, yada, yada. And then they end by naming the, uh, obviously, they go through the postseason who's going to advance. And the ALCS series is a total rematch, Astros versus Rays. And the NLCS is a matchup between the Dodgers and the Brewers. So literally they only took one new team in a postseason where I, I don't see that happening at all, but Mm -mm. it's going to be, it's going to be, what is it when you like fruit basket upset? That's like, yeah, this, this is going to be a very, cause he literally, he picked the world series to be raised Dodgers too. Like this guy, I don't know. I don't think he's watched any baseball since, the end of the 2020 season so right seriously they threw some intern on this article absolutely (laughs) ridiculous but that's my bone (laughs) to pick i know it's a long one but that is absolutely ridiculous that you're going to tell me the white Sox are limping into october yeah no they're they're very much not um i i like and okay this is this is my bone to pick i got a bone to pick and it's not really like I'm aggressively mad about something, but it's just like, again, with the, I I don't need to see Romy Gonzalez. I'm sorry. I know you thought he was going to be the guy, but like, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired of these getaway days or these day games after night games. Here's how you knew. They just don't, they just don't care. Here's how you knew. I really didn't believe Romy Gonzalez was the guy. What did I call him two weeks ago? Oh, yeah. you said Romy Garcia or whatever. <laughs> like, I called him Romy Garcia. <laughs> Someone needs to start back checking, fact checking us again. Please. Yeah, we, we, we really do. We need help, people, because uh, we're not. <laughs> we're out here just kind of not that sober and like a 50 hour work week plus school into this. So, <laughs> exactly. Trust hey, me, that's fifty September hours baseball, baby. That's, that's September baseball, baby. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I um, God, I can't wait for October. I mean, like, and that's part of it. Again, back to my bone to pick. This is we won't have to deal with day games after night games, and I'm just, 
I just, it's not, it's not baseball that we need. Like I, I get it. If you're a team that's scratching and clawing for a playoff spot, this is a big deal. Like even the day game after a night game, you're going to put your all-stars mm-hmm. out. I'm sorry. Cleveland is below 500, I think still. So, <laughs> or like at 500. Yeah, we're, we're fine. We're mad. Their number is at they're coasting seven. right now. And, and I just, okay. I'm fine with yeah. it. I'm, I'm genuinely, I am fine with them coasting into it because again, they're not limping. Like we'll get, we'll get right in the last week. We'll be fine. We will the, be fine. Right. As long as you understand too, that, the White Sox will have to play day games in the DS series. Oh, yeah. Welcome to the DS series, baby. You're going to have afternoon games. So I'm really hoping this team is geared up and ready to go, Tom. It's against I like I I'm not I am not excited. I really hope that some for some reason the wheels fall off of Houston or something like that, or or maybe the wheels fall off of the Rays and Houston goes crazy, and so we don't have to see him in the DS. I I'm I am like, as much as you have a bone to pick with that article, I'm nervous. I I like guys, it's gonna be a tough series against Houston. Every series is gonna be tough, man. It's the playoffs. I, like I get you, I get you, but like. Bro, if if Boston finds its way out of that DS or out of that wild card and like limps, like finds some fluke ass magic to get through the division series, I'm not scared of them this year. You know, like there are teams that I'm not super scared of. Yankees, I'm like, I I know they owned us in in the regular season. I'm not scared of them in the postseason. I'm just not. You know, like well, if anything, I think that shows that. To be honest with you, I think it's time for the White Sox, and this might be a hot take. It might be time. I mean, it's the 16th of September right now. Mm-hmm. The playoffs are going to start in approximately two and a half weeks. It might be time to start turning the Jets back on again. It might be time to put a little bit more gas in the engine, get things going again for a couple reasons. First thing, you don't want your play- your players being stale going into the playoffs, okay? Yeah. And you saw a little bit of a little bit of that in 2020, right? We were the first team to clinch a playoff spot in the AL. And then what happens? You end up becoming the seventh seed and having to play on the road against Oakland, a shitty ballpark to play in. Leads me perfectly to my second point. You want home field advantage. If you think that home field advantage doesn't matter you are kidding me right now yeah you are absolutely joking mm -hmm. and i understand i understand that this year the white Sox will not have to play in oakland right they don't have to play in that atrocity of ballpark crazy shit happens and you have to play them on the road in like a in the cs like so they'd have to go crazy to get to us yeah there i'll be honest tom with the way the AL East is, it ain't happening. Um, that's I know you don't have to play in Oakland, but you still have to play in Houston, where you got four games swept, okay? And three of those games were not particularly nice. Tough. They were tough. ugly, ugly losses. Mm-hmm. Mind you, the White Sox, let me just put it on paper for you in 2021. Their home record, 49-27. and 27. Their away record, 34 and 36. 
go get home field advantage. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's going to be tough. I, I agree, like, wholeheartedly. And I, I'm talking mostly, I'm not super, like, I'm not overly, overly worried about home, uh, home away records, right, right now. But in the division series, like, we're talking how this division series is already going to be a dogfight. Like it, I, I, I genuinely think that this is the toughest draw of any of the teams in the American league. Like I would go up against the Rays before I'd go up against Houston, to be honest. And we get them in the first round. Most likely, most likely. Right. Right. You want that fifth game to be at home. You just you're you're repping your respect chicago sure respect too. chicago man respect exactly home field uh, uh, respect so that you. your fans forty thousand standing room strong are going to give you that um that cannot be measured on fan graphs right yeah let's take a little break <laughs> i've got a drink already but we'll be right back with a minoso man We are um, back. Yeah, indeed we are. You know, uh, let me just, I'm going to hang up and listen, you know. <laughs> Appreciate it, Tom. <laughs> that was real cute. Um, so as you know, on the Sons of Monarchy podcast from time to time, Tommy and I like to do something called the Minosa Minute, which is critically acclaimed by Cherizi as being one of the best segments on this podcast. Um, we take a moment out of our podcast and our baseball and bullshit banter uh, to talk to you about something that's important related to baseball, but outside of the lines of the baseball um, and the game that we love. So as you may know, this uh, just yesterday marked the beginning of Hispanic Heritage Month. Um, awesome, awesome month that celebrates many of the accomplishments that have happened by Latinx people, not only in our country, but other countries abroad. Um, one of the people that was from a country abroad came to the United States is Roberto Clemente. And I, and I say country, you know, I guess Puerto Rico is a part of the United States, but I'm going to signify it as someone coming from overseas to the United States. Okay. Um, the Roberto Clemente award, as you know, um, in baseball is an award that goes to someone that has done great things outside of the lines of baseball and has contributed to the greater community much more than just playing the game itself. Liam Hendricks, our closer, the Chicago White Sox closer, is the nominee for the White Sox for the Roberto Clemente Award. Um, Liam, as you may know, Liam, as uh, Tommy likes to say sometimes, and it sounds like Lamb, who is now DFA'd. Um, Lamb is from Australia. So being a guy from Australia, he doesn't know much about Roberto Clemente. But when he came to the States, he learned about who Roberto Clemente was uh, from various Latinx players throughout the ball club, learning that, hey, this dude was the real deal, right? And ever since then, Liam has made it his mission to 
basically be the guy for his ball club that's nominated every year. Um, he's been nominated multiple times. I think this is either his third or fourth year. He's been nominated for the award. Um, Liam has done some excellent work um, throughout Chicago. Um, him and his wife, Christy, um, have been super active. They've created something known as the South Slida Society. Um, and something that they've done, um, Christy has been um, really passionate about providing for um, frontline workers, uh, first responders, uh, especially throughout the pandemic, uh, because obviously we know um, these are the people who do not get recognized enough um, in, in these trying times. Um, and something that they've done is they've donated nearly 1,000 meals to frontline workers um, throughout the area during the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, excellent work uh, by William, by his wife, by anyone who's involved um, in the organization, the South Slide Society. And on top of that, I, I want to commend them and I want to commend everybody else that's, that's behind this effort um, in making sure that um, people of color are also represented throughout this work. Because I think oftentimes with this, with charity work, with you know, providing for people in need, oftentimes people get this white savior complex. And that's not what Liam and Christy have been doing at all. Um, because something that they've been doing is, is being able to highlight um, people of color and businesses of color throughout the process of well, uh, as well, pardon me. Um, something that Liam said was, and luckily the White Sox, quote unquote, and luckily the White Sox have been fantastic with helping us out with being able to feed the front lines and not only using local, but also minority restaurants and businesses around the area. So kudos to them. Kudos to the work that they're doing. I would love to see Liam win this award. I mean, there's plenty of other deserving athletes. Um, but that being said, shouts to Liam. And shouts to everybody else that's a part of this process. Oh, yeah. And I... I just think there's something to sharing and giving a meal to somebody like that's a really good way to show some love, like probably the best, like as far as like a way to give to somebody that's elite level. So mad respect. And thanks for bringing that up, Steve. Um, yeah, absolutely, Tom. My pleasure. When I saw the the video of uh, Liam being on the MLB Network and talking about being nominated and the work that mm -hmm. you know he's been a part of, his wife has super been a part of. Um, that was just like, like something that I felt like absolutely had to be brought up on this podcast. So Hell yeah, yeah. It's it's not just it's not just what he's doing; it's when he's doing it and to the people he's he's doing it for. You know, this is the this is the exact time that people need this kind of. Sh stuff sorry we're being serious no cussing steve uh no yeah. cussing papa smurf <laughs> you know we're Keeping not listed clean. god i hate you for that um <laughs> i we are listed as a clean podcast we're not explicit so awkward because i swear over the last like month and a half you've been dropping way more f-bombs than i have <laughs> <laughs> i'm just trying to make sure you clean up your language steve i i'm sick of it you know all right all right fair do this enough, for the so. children steve <laughs> well hey i remember and, and some guy the someone that we've we've lost contact with uh used to say and i'm not gonna name drop him but 
Uh, someone we lost contact with over over, over time um, used to say that his uh, nephew used to tune in, uh, who was like 10 at the time. So I'm hoping he's still tuning in. I'm hoping uh, that we're still reaching the youth of America with our outrageous baseball takes and, you know, <laughs> outrageous baseball takes that come from you, I should say, and, and just sound analytic mind logic that comes from you. So, <laughs> well, hey, uh, cheers to Lamb. I've got uh, just the lamp. I got oh, board a shot. Yeah, it's a uh, Minoso minute, which went, went well over. But with that being said, you may have heard the clink on the mic just now. I have an entire bottle of Mort, so it's going to be a Malort minute too. So shouts out to Jimmy Vinicky, who is the <laughs> godfather of Malort and the founder of the Malort minute. So cheers to that. Hey, hey, down, down the hatch, Tom. Wow, I'm going to sleep well tonight. Yeah, you are. So thank you for giving us an excuse to take a shot of Malort and for taking care of our first responders in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, man, I just am so ready for this end of the season because I just want playoff baseball so bad, Steve. I'm like, I'm so ready for it. Um, I do have a tailgate that I'm going to be running in between um for the fam bam i'll be there here's the thing we're probably gonna go to lot g so nobody wants to come and visit us anyway because it's not lot b there you um, go um but it's right by 35th street red hots and we're not gonna be there super long because everybody's coming in after work and that's why we're going next to 35th street red hots because we're just gonna this is i don't know if this is a pro tip or just a me tip you don't have to clean up if you're not the one cooking and so 35th street's gonna do the cooking for us we're going to pick up dogs, fries, all that shit, and just booze it up for a couple hours before the game, play some bags, keep drinking, <laughs> play some bags, eat some dogs, keep drinking, just enough to get us right before we go in the stadium um, while we uh, watch them play the, the clobber, the big red machine <laughs> at, uh, at, on the 28th. Is, is the game that we're going to be at. Johnny Bench, Joe Morgan, George Foster, all yeah. on the field yeah. when the Sox are back at home against Cincinnati. Yeah. The big red yeah. machine. Big red machine. Yeah, is that, and oh, Nick Castellanos. I don't know if I've mentioned his name. I don't think. I Speaking of which, I, I didn't. Actually, this was uh, this happened, I think, after our last recording or maybe the day of our last recording. It was the day of our last recording. You heard what Castellanos did, right? Do tell. So Castellanos is infamous for hitting home runs yes. at inopportune times. Oh, okay. Correct? Yes, of course. Yeah, no, so that's, I, his, I, that's his thing. So I got a text from my buddy and buddy of the podcast, uh, Ryan, who, well, governments, why not? Ryan Ferrucci. Um, <laughs> Government names. Shun, shun, shun. Yeah, considering you name dropped me last week. With the, I threw in the middle name too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there's no avoiding that one. Uh, but he uh, he texted me that early afternoon. He goes, guys, how much money should I, I think about? I'm think actually he didn't even ask how much money he said. I think I'm gonna put a hundred on Castiano pop tonight. And we're like, ha 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 ha, you're funny. He goes, it's nine eleven. Castiano said a homer on 9-11. He did it. 
I'm telling you, that man has impeccable timing for the worst opportunities to hit home runs. <laughs> I mean, there's how many baseball games happening in uh, in a on 9/11. There, there's everybody's playing baseball. It's gonna happen. Somebody's gonna hit a dong. He's a home run hitter. Home run hitter ballpark. I mean, he's a home run ish hitter. I mean, he's got like yeah, no, how, it's true. He's, he's got like how many 20, on the year? Twenty five. He's got twenty nine on the year. Twenty nine on the year. So, so he's but, a thirty ish homer guy. He hits one every five games, basically. But all of them are when somebody's dying. So someone's dying. Something <laughs> terrible is getting announced. Nine eleven happens. The twenty eight year anniversary. How much did he get on the bet? Did did we get, did we got odds on that? No idea. I think I, I'm going to guess that the odds were probably like plus 400, which is great money. If you put a hundred bucks down, you get your money back in 400 more. So yeah, I got to start tailing oh stupid God. shit like that. Just dumb. Yeah. Just, I mean, that's what it is. Betting doesn't make sense anyway. So just like tail stupid shit. It's not Nothing matters, Steve. It's all right. It's all rigged. It's a matrix. Exactly. Well, hey, just just remember, though, that Nick Castellanos has 29 homers. And I mean, he's his art, his the rest of his numbers look solid enough. He's signed for four years, 64 million. And we went with Adam Eaton. (laughs) Define pain. (laughs) I loved I loved playing the angels and being like, oh, Oh, let me look around. Nope, he's not on. Uh, he's not on either of these teams. Hmm, he must be really, really bad, huh? And the answer is yes. Yes, he's very bad. He got DFA'd, picked up DFA'd. So- oh, you're talking about your doppelganger? Yes, still talking about the doppelganger. Not on the team that he was signed for for ten million dollars. Not on the team that picked him up after we DFA'd his ass. He's just here's gone. the thing. You just, know you're you know you're bad when you can't make an Angels team that is without Trout and Rendon. Yeah, you're just not good. But they still have the MVP. They they don't have Trout. They don't have Rendon. They still have the MVP. All right, that brings up a, a great record. non-White Sox question. I got to ask you then. Okay, you're on the show hatred, which is fine. He's had a great year. He's been amazing. Yeah. If somehow Vlad Jr is the triple crown winner mm. in the AL. Are you still giving it to show? Well, first of all, there's no way he's going to have more RBIs than Jose Abreu. So, so much. So let's just start with that. <laughs> um, but let's just say in a crazy world where this happens, if he wins the triple crown, yeah, no, he's tri- triple crown winner is a triple crown winner. Yeah, you get the MVP. Absolutely, you get the MVP for that. And okay, in that situation, you'd be assuming that he's taken his team to the playoffs. Like, because if he'd have to go even more off than he's already been going off, yeah, he he's be and and I get it. You know, you're talking you're talking about a situation where you know recency bias is definitely in play. Mm-hmm. But I hate the RBI stat. Shut up. I hate the RBI stat. Let me let me finish. 
and I get it. Like Shohei is literally doing something that no one's done before ever. And I get you with the Babe Ruth comps. It doesn't matter. Babe Ruth's a bum. So <laughs> that's, it's just not. This dude just said Babe Ruth's a bum. <laughs> if you win the triple crown, you, you get the MVP. There's like, I'm done. That That's, that's it. Okay. I'll be honest. He, I mean, he's now after Salvador Perez went off today. Again, I, why do people even pitch him? A why fastball? do you pitch to him? Why, why pitch him a fastball? That's no, the thing. Like, he's the, re, he's who's the real on the life, team. Who's on the team? The real life. He's the real life. Pedro Serrano. <laughs> from major league Just throw him a curveball he's throw him a curveball please <laughs> so far out of the zone he's gonna swing um here's the thing Lad <laughs> jr is gonna have his time right but he he's 22 he's 22 that is okay actually dude, terrifying that is not let me tell cool. you exactly let me tell you what he's leading the league in right now home runs <laughs> total bases Ooh. hits Run scored, slugging percentage, on base plus slugging, which means he's also leading on base. And by the way, he's leading on base by 23 points. 23. What? Right behind, he is at 406. Yuli Guriel is at 383. This dude's what, also what batting. What the hell is Yuli Guriel doing on that list? Because he bats 350. That's um, what? and Guerrero bats three seventeen. Jeez, oh, Louise. Offensive war, Guerrero six point two. Okay, I, I just don't understand how you can't give it to Volan Jr. You you got somebody making all history on the other side of those, all of those stats that he is leading in. I mean, that, yeah, I get all it. of them. But you're literally looking at a guy who's and there's no telling whether or not Shohei's ever going to be do, able to do this again. Right. There, there's no telling if he's ever going to be able to put a season like this together ever. Yeah. Well, I'll just say it's going to be like when Derrick Rose won an MVP over LeBron. I mean, all of these statistical categories that LeBron was leading and they said, oh, Derrick Rose, here you go. The problem is the Bulls had an amazing season that year. So does that play in Vlad Jr.'s favor? That if what if make Toronto the makes the playoffs? Yeah. Yeah. If they make the playoffs, I think that's a huge. I mean, we know the we know the voters, we know the the writers and how they how they handle things. They're all about narrative and recency bias, and they love that shit. So if he wins, like again, crazy world where he gets ahead of Jose Abreu in RBI. Um, <laughs> it would be very hard for me to see them not giving him the MVP in an upset over Shohei because mm-hmm. the, like he would definitely be taking that team into the playoffs. I, I, I'm, I'm going to say it again. I am more scared of facing Toronto. I'm more scared of, of facing Houston those two teams than anybody not else. Toronto, not Toronto. Houston, yes. Not Toronto. Those two teams. Of of all the teams, though, you're more scared of the Yanks than Toronto right now? Right now. Right damn oh, now. Well, I mean, we looked better against Toronto this year than we did New York. That's a problem. All right, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. So, Tom, 
Should we wrap this thing up? Final thoughts? Uh, let me ask you this. What do you want to see out of the Sox between now and the end of the month? We got two weeks. I want to win a fucking day game. Like, <laughs> God damn it. That's, I don't think I they have won, anything. They, they won one in Toronto. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's a dome. They had the lights on. They had, they had no idea it was daytime. They didn't know what time it was. They had the Toronto fever. Sure. It was like super bright that day, but sure. (laughs) Also, isn't it a retractable? Like, so it's not even. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, man. But uh, I. So that's what you want to see. I just game win. Anything else? I, I really, I don't have much more to ask. I just want everybody like to get their, the starters. I want them to get their five innings strong in. I want to, I, I would love, I would love Dallas Keuchel to have another start like he did. Like, I mean, if he strings two together, he could string three together. He could string four together. That's already by the fourth one. You're in playoffs. So I'm, I don't, don't know. Even I, I don't know. Think man. About I'm, it. I don't, don't know. even think about it. I don't know. I'm not saying I'm thinking about it, but I'm thinking about it. I don't know. Yikes. Final thoughts to you, sir. You know what I want to see? I want to see these starting arms be at 100%. Whatever that takes, whether that be Giolito taking another week off, um, whether that be Dallas Keuchel eating a bunch of innings, whether that be <laughs> Lance Lynn taking a day, whether that be Dylan Cease getting geared up, going, you know, seven strong one game and then only going four another. Like, whatever it takes for these starting arms to feel like they're at 100% and ready to go for the playoffs, I want to see that. And then what I want to see on the other side is I want to see the bats really start to rev up. No one's going to – these guys are fine. No one's really going to get injured. No one should get injured from taking more – seeing more pitches, right? from taking more plate appearances. I want to see our top guys in there. I want to see us win home field. And to be honest, I don't think that's going to happen by you throwing your best guys out on the mound, even though that's part of it. I think it's going to take the bats, you know, really revving up and really making it happen. So that's what I want to see. That's why I want to see home field advantage, baby. I would, uh, I would really, I, I would really love to see Tim Anderson get nine hits in the playoffs in the first round of playoffs again. I mean, dude, that was Hey, well, we're going to have plenty of time to talk. I'm playoffs. getting ahead of it. I'm getting ahead of it. And on I'm top sorry. of that, on top of that, you're going to love this news. Here's a little news drop for you and for everybody else that's listening. I upgraded my ticket package today, Ooh. right? So 2022, I'm in the hundred level officially wow and yeah so i'm splitting a 40 game with a bunch of other people so it's it's reasonable and it's not like i'm you know making you know an Big extra baller. 50 and no, i didn't i my salary didn't go up like 50k guys okay i promise um that's not a thing when you're teaching um <laughs> i'll say this though the best part of it is they didn't necessarily they really didn't upgrade the seats and where they're located but 
they gave me priority access and opportunity to buy three DS games, two CS games, and two World Series games. Dude. So, Tom, you better get your ass to a DS game with me at oh least. Oh, my God. Stop, Steve. Three games if they happen at home. Let's make it happen. You better be at one of them. Stop. I'm going to die. You just invited me to the DS on the podcast? Yes, I'm going to go. All right. There we oh, go. Oh, my God. I'm going to die. I'm going to die in heaven now. All right. Well, before you die in heaven, hit us with the final line, baby. In Han, we trust. Play in Chicago. We must for the playoffs, baby. Let's come on. Let's go. Get that home field advantage. Have a good one, everybody. We'll see y'all next week. I am unashamedly a big Dropkick Murphys fan. enough grammar shouted. That's all right. Boston, you know we love to hear the crowd roar to the sound. Yeah, we kicked their ass, Steve. We did. So we don't have to talk about, you don't have to talk about them anymore. <laughs>